following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. No, 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 no. No? There's no Jesse Holly on this show right now. Because no. Jesse can't get time straight. <laughs> we'll let him explain when he gets here. Man of reason. But he, he texted me about 10 minutes before the show and said 10 or 10.30. And right Uh-oh. then I knew <laughs> there's no way he's getting here at 10. No. So, Lysol can... Do we, do we need to put that up there? Yeah, let's go get it. That way he'll he won't have to <laughs> struggle too much when he gets here. Going to be a weird show today. We're on at ten. So for those of you that are tuning in expecting something else, I'm sorry ahead of time. I apologize. This is probably not the show that you want to listen to. But give it a shot. Sure. Who's it normally talking? Break I don't even. Cowboys break. I don't oh, even no, know. Talking Cowboys. Who's at ten, Kyle? So nobody's usually at ten. Garrett comes on at ten thirty-five, yeah. and then eleven is talking Cowboys. So nothing really is missing. It's just we're adding hanging to this time slot. So in other words, not only are we, no one is tuning in to expect something else. <laughs> no one that normally tunes in to see us is going to know we're on at ten. Yeah. So basically, our eighteen listeners just went down to maybe one. Look at that! Oh, yeah. Eleven minutes oh, early. Must not hey, have been any Frisco cops. Hey Jesse, how are you? Okay, explain explain to everybody why are you late? I was giving back to the youth of America. There we go. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I still, I want to say something so bad, but it's really inappropriate, so I'm going to refrain. The children are our future. Okay. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Okay. Show the beauty that they. Yeah, I know the song. I know the song. Give them a sense of pride. No, I was um, <clears throat> I was speaking this morning. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I was speaking this morning at uh, at Townsell Elementary School. Okay, mm. what do you speak about when you go to those things? You just tell them how to participate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how to get a participation oh, grade? No. What do you What do you do when you go to speaking engagements? Well, like today that? I was correl- Is my mic on? Yeah, you're on. You're good. I'm on. Yep. My headphones are not sounding great. Oh. Um, Mess around in the, yeah, under yeah, the there back. We go. Yeah. Uh, I was correlating how education and athletics go hand in hand. Okay. And talking to a bunch of fourth graders. Uh-huh. Take them how to, you know, build good study habits. Um, how every day in the classroom that you don't come in and prepare and maximize every opportunity is a day that you lessen your opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I just use football and life correlations to education. Okay. Like so there's that. math, there's reading, mm-hmm. there's science, um, there's cognitive skills, there's reading comprehension. All of those things happen in athletics. So if you think that you're going to be able to do what I've done in my life as playing at, you know, at the highest level in athletics, that you don't need education, mm-hmm. then you're sadly mistaking yourselves. That's a great message. Yeah. It's really cool. Spoke to three classes this morning. Good for you. Yeah, we we excuse you. That's that's worthy of being not on time. That's totally acceptable. Four minutes. I was four minutes late. You were. Hey Nate, how you doing? Hey, good morning. How you fellas doing? Good. I'm how are well. you? Did you get the numbers you're looking uh, for? Nate's working on Yeah, just just 
It took is. you 45 minutes to get those sack numbers last time. Yeah, and I started about an hour early on this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you something, man. And, you know, I believe that we have to score 30 points, Jesse. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. This week? You know, 30, mm-hmm. 35 points. But I just cannot get away from two things. What's that? And, and, and this travels and this, this stabilizes team. I cannot get away from running the ball. I cannot get away from playing defense. And I cannot get away from good special teams. Because when, I, when I'm putting these numbers together and these defensive numbers, everything is close. But what does it is the takeaways. What does it is the interceptions and the turnovers. And, and the hidden yardage of what your special teams can do. All of that highlights and acts and what's the word, accent your offense. So if you do have a potent offense, it takes you over the top. And it's a shame that we're here, everything has to go through our offense. Everything is maintained through our offense. You cannot go anywhere in the playoffs unless you have that elite, elite, exceptional quarterback. You stuck. If you you stuck, because we're not gonna do nothing special team wise to take us over the top. We're gonna do anything defensive wise to help the offense. Everything is predicated. We got to keep the ball thirty four minutes. We got to score on every possession, and that gives our offense, that gives our defense a chance to rest, to 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 not be on the field to be exposed, and that gives our and we can't punt because our punter is is the worst in net and gross. So if you relying on one thing, that's our offense. It's a lot of pressure. Mm. Hey, since we're going down, since Nate just wanted to come out of the gate with how we're not going to win this game and there's no chance that we're going <laughs> to win this game, I'm going to give you – I have four stats today, Jesse. Stop, man. I have two two that are bad, right. so this plays into Nate, <laughs> right. and two that might give you a, little, sorry, a little bit of hope, okay? okay? It's too early in the morning. Like, after lunch, I get it. Right. Can, I'm sorry, man. It's early in the morning. Everybody's grumpy anyway because they just got out no, of bed. No, I'm good, man. I have my coffee. I'm and jacked, they wanted, man. They wanted to tune into this show at 10 o'clock in the morning to be like, yeah. you know what, They're, these guys are going to talk me into thinking we have a chance to win this game. Yeah, we are. And by the time this game, this show over with, I will be there. <laughs> I will promise you I'll right, be there. Here's a couple stats. Yes, now, sir. Nick Eatman is working on an article with um, Lindsey Cash, mm-hmm. and they it's called Big Facts. It's going to be on the website later today. And Nick was nice enough to give me the article ahead of time, and, and there's four big things that jumped okay, out to okay. me. Here's two that go along kind of what you're saying. The Cowboys are still winless versus top 10 defenses. The Cowboys haven't beaten a team with a top 10 defense all year. They're 0-4. They've lost to the Bills, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Bears. The Rams come in with the number 8 total defense, allowing 325.5 yards per game. Jalen Ramsey doesn't have any picks, but he's increased the sack numbers. Just alone, since Ramsey's joined the team, the Rams' sack uh, numbers have doubled since he got to L.A. In the six games before he arrived, the Rams averaged twelve, uh, had 12 sacks, averaging two per game. In the seven games he's played, the Rams have 30 sacks, averaging 4.2 sacks. What did they give Wade? Wade don't care about what's up front, <laughs> but give him some corners. 
I can create pressure. He did pressure. that in Denver. Yeah, he can create pressure mm-hmm. through through the word that we don't use around here. Scheme. We don't use that a lot around here. You know, <laughs> so <a> good way. <laughs> Give me some guys that can cover, mm-hmm. and I can manufacture pressure. Yeah. Just hold, just hold them up on the back end for a little bit. Make them have to think twice. Make them have to go to the second and third read, and I can get guys. I got it. a scheme question. Mm-hmm. Let's just go from a defensive side of the ball since we're talking about Wade. When you talk about schemes, and you're a, you're a, like, I don't think this team and this staff scheme well on either side of the ball. Right, I think right. they say this is what we're going to do. This is how. This is what we are. We're going to. We're going to run this defense, this offense, whatever. Scheming defenses, scheming offense, whatever. You look at – how does that work? Do you look at it game by game? Okay, what does this team do in this situation so I can get pressure by running this scheme when they're in this alignment or this formation or whatever? Or if you're – do you scheme based by team or do you scheme based based by team? Is it team? It's a team by team. Deal, team right? by team. The better teams with the better guys, better better approach. I don't want to say coaches or players. I'm not into that. But the guys that have the better understanding of what it is, it's game by game. You go in as a coach, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jess. You go in as a coach, you see what works against them, what has hurt them, and what they're good at. And you try to – See what the last team did. So do you have that personnel to be able to accomplish what this last team did? And even if you don't, find a way to attack their weaknesses. See, Jason makes it simple, and it kind of makes people think that he's not smart, but we know better. He's smarter than that. We do what we do. No, he don't. He watched films of the last game. He watched the last four games and what can hurt them. Now, do you have the personnel to get that or a scheme to get that? Now, but where his flaw is, is where he, oh, we're going to do what we do. Doing what you do will get you beat nine times out of tens in this league because this league continue to continuously evolve and get better and break down game by game. They, this coach said everything that Jason said, oh, I like what uh, Kellum is doing. I like what this guy is doing. But believe me, Sean McVay, like, what has killed these dudes? Mm-hmm. And we're going to do what is killed these dudes because we have the athletes and the talent to do it. And then he's going to have four or five plays, offensive and defense, that we ain't seen or been used to. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. And, <clears throat> and when you're scheming, you kind of want to scheme to dictate the pace. Yes, sir. Right? I, I, I'm scheming, but I'm dictating the scheme. Right? I, I don't, I don't, I want to be the aggressor. I don't want to be the reactor. Mm-hmm. So, in my scheming, I want to scheme to a place where you now have to adjust, not us always having to do the adjustments. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, Jason watched a ton of film. I mean, people think he just sits in his office and yeah. listens to music. Motivational all day. tapes. Yeah. No, no, he watches <laughs> they, a ton of film. Do they ever surprise anybody? Do they show them things they haven't seen? I think consistently? No. And we've seen him, him. He'll throw a wrinkle here and there. But when it comes down to it, what are you willing to do to win the game? Are you willing to abandon your comfort zone to win a football game? Mm-hmm. I don't think Coach Garrett is. He's not a gambler. Right. He's not going to take well, that I, chance. I don't, right? I don't think he's willing to. 
I don't think he's willing to abandon what his philosophy is mm-hmm. to win a football game. And if you think that's what his whole— In the middle of a football game well, at that. Yeah, his whole coaching tenure here has been that way. He wears the same thing to the press conference. He opens it up the exact same way. David Moore asked the first question. Like, everything that he does is predictable. And it's, you know, and it's because that's his, I guess, his message is consistency. He's always consistent. And that, I guess, that translates to the field. It's like what we talk about. You script the first few plays. And, and then, then what? And then what? But, but let me say this. Come on, Nate. Let, let me say this right here. Nate. Let, let me say this right here. Nate. You know, don't don't be easy to distract. See that that's the, the problem over there. That, that's not us. Be this, all right? I like <laughs> how you use that to get that off your head. Passionate yeah. too. Nah. Passionate too. Nah, let me let me say this right here. And I agree with Jason Garrett one hundred percent on what in the way he does things. Mm-hmm. I agree with him one hundred percent. If he had Troy Aikman, Mike Irvin, Emmitt Smith, Deion Sanders. Charles Haley, our offensive line, and our defensive line. I agree that we can go in every game and smash everybody the same way. But we don't have that over there. It's nowhere near that over there. So when you don't have that, I go back to the Cooper Rush theory. (laughs) Do everything in your power to make sure that you've covered every base to help these kids win. That's the problem. Your scheme does not fit your personnel. Your will and desire does not fit your personnel. Jalen is not Ken Norton. I know this because I see this. I know this because I practice. I watch practice. Ken Norton can basically take over our practices defensively and calling the plays, running the scout team, telling guys, hey, man, you ain't lined up right. This ain't what I seen on film. Charles Haley will come to me and say, I need you to do this, Nate, and this, and this, because this is what they do in the game. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a different dude, man. Mm-hmm. And after games, if we lost, you would be nervous to walk up on these guys as a media type. Like, hey, y'all, right? is it cool? <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I know it's a different breed of cat, but what you, the scheme you're running was for a different breed of cat. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was called dominance. It's called dominance. We're not dominant. You can't just do that. Coach Rashad came from a dominant backfield, defensive backfield with dominant defense. It's not that anymore. You have to change. You have to – it's not dominant. In Seattle, it was dominant. Those guys, we're talking about where they can do, hey, man, we running this same scheme and we know how to do it. We know what can hurt us. You know, Sherman used to tell his boy in the back back there, hey, man, I'm finna do this. I'm finna jump this. And they knew just how to figure it out. They knew just how to say, okay, I got that covered. That, that I will give them this look coming out of the huddle, but we'll, be, we'll fall back into this. That's a, that's a lot of communication. That calls God. That, that, that's a trust that you have to have with your teammate to know, like, hey, man, this is I'm jumping this route, bro. So the so so what's the big the big bruiser? Uh, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Cam, you cannot get up in the line. You cannot be the eighth man. He finna jump this, bro. You got to stay back here because they if they go over the top, I'm gonna have to be over here. You gonna have to be over. There. And they knew this and yeah. they talked about it. I, I, I don't see them dudes talking to uh, over and everybody be like, oh, what happened? 
Wow. It, it reminded me so I heard it on the radio this morning. I wanted to ask your guys' opinion <clears throat> on it. It ties in a little bit. They were interviewing uh, somebody from the Mavs, Mavs personnel, and they were talking mm. about Luka Doncic. Mm. And the guy said one of the traits for Luka was that he, he just he played hard. That was his aggressiveness. And he said, mm. coaches can't teach players to play hard. They can't. That's effort. They can't, man. How can I teach effort? I can't teach effort. Mm-hmm. That's something. That's a gimme, man. That's a gimme. So you know, you 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 rarely hear me just directly criticize a player like I do Tristan Hill. You know why? Because if you don't even try, how can I coach you? If you don't give no effort, how can I coach you? You yeah, yeah, all right, cool. All right, hey man, I need you to get in this a gap, and I need you to hit this thing ninety going off. I ain't asking you to do nothing else. Well, coach. Yeah, yeah. Can I at least, you know, grab the guy? Or you you find it you're trying to find an excuse not to even go hard. How can I coach you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, effort effort is one of the most frustrating things when it comes to a coach. Because that should almost be a given. Yes. Like that should come batteries included. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like if if any if you don't come with effort, then everything else I can't even I can't work with this. I don't even know if you're taking the right step. Like, I don't I even know if you what you know. Like effort should you should a, a coach should never have to question effort. At this level, nah, that's little league stuff, man. Mm-hmm. When the kids we had in here the other day, they they got effort problems, All right? The little was the South Lake Dragons, the yeah. pop mm-hmm. one. They got effort problems. You a professional football player? It shouldn't be an effort problem. You shouldn't that that, that word should never like as a player. I never wanted a coach to have to question my effort. Like you may question some other thing. All right, Jesse, you ain't four three. All right, cool. You can question that. I ain't four mm-hmm. yeah. three. Jesse, you you listen. You, you can't bench press, bench press the house. All right, cool, coach. I can't bench press the house. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what I, I got. Three fifteen. I got three forty. Yeah, you're right. I can't do three eighty five. You're right. I'm a four five. I ain't a four three. Coach can't never question my effort. Like that. That is just something that a, a <clears throat> coach should never, ever, ever. Have to, you know, and, and, and coaches will tell you, especially those who they're really trying to get in position, like to really play, they'll go, listen, even if you do it wrong, do it 100 miles an hour. Yeah. That was, it, now, we talked about guys falling into playing hero ball and all that. Is that a lack of effort or is that a misdirected effort, I guess? Let me, before you go there, I'm going to finish this here. Joel and B, one of the best young centers in the game. Two night, three nights ago, Charles Barkley said, this is a shame. This is a waste of talent. This dude out here shooting threes, ain't doing what he's supposed to do, giving a half an effort. He didn't say it as nice as what we're saying. <clears throat> and, and that got back to Joel and B. And Joel and B and one of his guys on his team said, man, Charles telling the truth. You are stud and you're not, and you're not helping Dominate. us win. Mm. And he – Came on, you're right. And so I want to see from this point on what will he do because I promise you his coach and his GM say, thank you, Charles. Oh, he had 38 and 12 the other night. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 38 and 12. Like, thank you, Charles, for like somebody took, saying something to this kid. He had 38 and 12. <laughs> now, that's selfishness you're talking about. Mm. There's still effort there. It's just a it, that, no, that's, yeah, that's No, that's it's the word. It's called selfishness. Hang on to that. Let's talk about that. Let's take a break because we got to come back make sure we're back on for Coach's press conference. But we'll talk about effort slash selfishness when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. The Cowboys way. 
where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to hanging with the boys. All right, we're back. Back. Kurt. Oh, underwear, sorry. Drow. Tailgating can be sweaty work, the unloading, the grilling, the games of cornhole. Make sure your tail remains sweat-free with Tommy John's, the breathable moisture-wicking underwear. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear to keep, uh, yeah, keep going. Sorry, go to TommyJohn.com slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are too early. hard. All right, we're going to have Jason Garrett here in about, probably about 10 minutes, so. I may cut you fellas off mid-sentence when he walks up because we have to go straight to that. So we were talking about effort, and then that transitioned into Nate bringing up the word selfish. What do you mean by that? It is. <clears throat> Troy Aikman had a great arm. Troy Aikman could have came to this team and threw three, 4,000 yards every year. Nobody would have questioned it. We probably would have won a lot of games, probably not a lot of Super Bowls. But he 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 tampered down his will to throw the ball to make sure Emmitt Smith got off, to make sure Michael Irvin got off, to make sure everybody was comfortable with what was happening. And when he needed to, he tried to take over games. But he knew that our running game was was key to what we were doing. And, and so he decided that he would sacrifice a little bit of his stats so that the team would, would be better. You know, uh, if I'm supposed to go through, you know, I've, I've heard Russell Maryland tell guys, even I was a great player, played for the uh, for the uh, the Raiders. He was he would come up to me and doing the Pro Bowls, and we would see each other. I can't even think of his name, big old dude out of Clemson. He was nice. Uh, 
he was like, man, your boy Russ, man, he a good player, man. He keep everybody in the right, right gaps, right. You know, he he'll, he'll see a hole. He said, man, that play coming right there, and they say, shoot it, Russ, shoot it. He's like, man, nah, man, I got still within the integrity of the defense, and it would be a three yard gain. But if he had shot the gap, it would have been a loss. But he stayed within the integrity of the game, of of, of his gap, so the defense can keep his integrity. So you do have players that can step out of line and make great plays, but for the most part, your better players and your unselfish players are going to stay within the integrity of the offense and the defense. Now, like Jesse did with uh, Tony, with Tony said, hey, man, this, this is a better play. Let's do this. Now, you, But you still have the whole team within the integrity of what's happening. Now, the coach may not know what's happening over there, but the, oh, but them loving guys on that field that counts and forgot to execute this know what's happening. So when you run run through a whole wide open lead and miss the tackle, and all of a sudden this dude, the dude like in his gap, and the dude like, wow, why this dude running through this hole? And they see a dude way up the field. That's selfishness, brother. That's I'm gonna get mine and be damn what the team get. And that goes back to the comment you brought up either earlier this week or last week, where coach said they're gonna quit playing those guys, right? Yeah. Those are the guys he's talking about, though, are the guys that are doing their own thing. Yeah. But yeah. how long is it the doing your own thing has been happening? Yeah. Right? And, again, that that's the fickle thing about a locker room because the ebbs and flow of a season can be this – like, the, it goes the same way in a locker room. They can say all they want, oh, we don't listen to the outside noise. You're commenting on it now because you've heard the outside noise. Mm-hmm. If you don't listen to the outside noise, you would have no idea what we're talking about. Right. And the day and time that we live in right now, it's impossible to miss anything. Right. And so players are, we're creatures of habit. And when we start seeing things, we we naturally adjust to, just we just naturally adjust. And so if I'm seeing patterns being able to be allowed in the locker room, in practice, in meetings, then I adjust with that. And how long have guys have been doing willy-nilly stuff? Because right. it may have started with one. And is that something you can tell on film, or is that stuff you just you just have to be in that room to know this guy's been doing it? No, nah, you can thing. tell on film. You, like, some plays you can tell, like, how how is this guy running wide open? Somebody blew assignment because yeah. the defense ain't never be – your guy may be running behind a guy. Like I may be running behind Jesse like this, but but Jesse to that wall and running free, nah, dog. Like the play you said a, a couple of weeks ago when it was a cover two, and the guys in receivers running up the field inside, and yeah. the cornerback he looking at each other like, what's happening? No, I know what a cover two look like. I know a cover two you ain't gonna let nobody inside. Yeah. So it don't take a rocket science to know that. So when you see it, I'm like, wait a second, he ain't supposed to be. What? So oh, sometimes something. that could be. The guy didn't know the defense or didn't know what he was well, hold, his hold, responsibility hold, 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 was, or is hold, it he hold, just hold, says, I'm hold, doing no, my no, own thing? Just... No, no, let me cut you off. Okay. Just think what you just said. Just think what he just said. That means that the guy who's on the defense, been in the defense, don't know the defense? I don't know. I'm asking. But that's what it goes back to, right? It goes back to how do you not know a I defense know. you've been seeing? I heard there's been guys on this team that played here for seven or eight years that didn't know how to run routes. I don't know. I, I'm assuming that I've heard that so and that that's a, a route, real thing. So to be a route runner mm-hmm. and know what the route Run, you're supposed to run, run is two different, different things. things. Right. Now there's been guys here who know what route to run. They just can't run, run routes. Route. Yeah. yeah. 
It could be that it's a different, like, there's different types of defenses. One guy just misreads what defense they're supposed to be in. Or no, you can't misread a See, defense that's what you're I'm, supposed that's to what I think. Yeah. That's but, what I But was this thinking. is the thing, is that, okay, even if you've done that, right, <laughs> how consistently are you <laughs> doing Nate, we're this? civilians. We don't know the answers <laughs> no, no, to all. No, no, that's no. why we're no, asking. No, ask you we're question. learning. Okay. They gave you those cowboy huddle shirts. They somebody gave you those shirts. Yes, Miss. Am I correct, Miss Miss Charlotte Jones? Miss Charlotte Jones said on this this day at this this time, I want you to put on the Cowboys huddle shirt for a hundred. Right? She asked y'all to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. That's like you walking in saying, "Okay, when do we? Where's my shirt? And when do I supposed to put it on?" That's how dumb that sounds. And that and that's and that's for real. You you hey man. We've been doing this since OTAs, cover two. Corners, press everybody outside. Safeties, you get your behinds down the seam. Linebackers, you drop back into your zones. Y'all, cover two. That's the call. Jalen, cover two, cover two. Backside, cover two. Break the huddle. Now, you run out there and say, I don't don't know the defense. (laughs) We just see guys, it seems like, One's they looked at one, lost. One's playing man, one's playing zone, that kind but of thing. But that is the guy that said, you know what? Forget pressing that guy outside. I'm a, they're going to throw this ball inside. I'm going to run inside. Selfish. See, that's what we didn't know. Because like to me and Kurt, we think, okay, the guy wasn't real sure what, what coverage they were in. <laughs> to you, you're saying, no, they always know what coverage, coverage they're they in. They know where they're supposed to be. They just try to do something different on their own. Yes. Yeah, and and, and – I mean, people aren't perfect, right? You have a mistake here and there. Mm-hmm. But, again, it, it goes back to how often are we making these mistakes? And then when one guy goes rogue and then another guy goes, you got, you got too many guys going rogue. And nobody's telling nobody and nobody communicate go nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, th- that, especially defensively, that is the number one thing defensively. If you're not communicating, because everything is so essential on me knowing what you, because if I if I if I got an outside rush and you go no 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 no, you know, listen, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go outside. You just now now I, we both can't go there, but if you don't tell me and you decide to go rogue and say I saw this play in the practice and I go outside and you go outside and that running back jump cut back inside, ain't like nobody Delvin Cook, like Devin Cook did, you know what I'm saying? So it's just certain things and the same thing you know offensively. It's when, when Dak IDs the mic, all right, offensive lineman, that's number five. That is, that is the fifth guy. You have him. Yeah. At back, you have anybody else. Right? That's community. You see it. And then you'll see the tackle go, you know, he'll tap his butt one way or another, let the back know, hey, I'm going inside, you got outside. I'm going outside, you got inside. But here's what we got. Receivers, you should know, hey, if there's five in there and there's one more coming and you the hot man on that side, you got to cut your route off. And, and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you something, Kurt, man, because, boy, you got me thinking now. That's hard to do, when, Kurt. Good when job. I'm a, Good when job. I'm a, when I'm a wide receiver and it's two on this side and I have a tight end on this side, I got to know that this tight end got to be seen as the end man of the line. Now, your kid know that in Pop Warner football. Tell me I'm wrong. They, they, we got to see this tight end. Now, your kid know this and tell me how we – Get a big play, and all of a sudden, dude, catch the ball and run down. What up? What up? Well, you covered up the tight end, brother. <laughs> all you gotta do is look in. All you gotta do is look in. Oh, that's Jason Witten. Brother, I, no I'm way I can you be on the ball when he's make, on the ball. 
Ask your sons, your kids that play football, say, hey, oh, is a tight end to your side? Can you cover him up? Just ask him that question. No, man, wait. Come on, uncle or daddy. You should know better than that. Well, you need to tell some of them dudes. And, and like I said, mistakes happen because mm-hmm. I was a, a walking mistake. <laughs> but not in tight situations. Not when it counted the most. Not when I need to get myself out of this losing situation. Yes. How do you – how do you – can you if – you, if, if it's been going on all year – can you fix that at this point in the season, or is it just like, man, this yeah, is, if they're going to win, they're going to have to take a colossal effort by coaches, players, and anybody around them. You know, I, I remember I told you all this story before, and I repeat it again. I was at Deion Sanders' house when he was out in Frisco, and I come around the corner, and, and, and Ray Lewis is sitting there. And this is the year before Flacco them went on this amazing run. I said, "What's up, homie? You know, you know Ray waiting to talk. He, oh, he, he's a he's a walking uh, hype guy. You know, like you know, homie. Let me let me tell. You. I said, Ray, what's gonna define you? He looked at me, and taking but thirty seconds, he thought about it. He said, if I can forgive, I can make my team believe that through doing their jobs is the most important thing in the world.'" We can win the Super Bowl. If the, if I can get this guy to know that he's supposed to be in this A gap and he hang on for everything he got, we can win games. And I looked at him like, oh. He said, man, we're not as strong as we used to be. We don't have these studs at every position like we used to be. But if I can get guys to believe that if you do your job, we can win the Super Bowl. I'm looking at Ray. I went around the corner, got popped me a couple of bills, laughing. Guess what he did next year? Won the Super Bowl. <laughs> can I can I add on to that? <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. said, wow. Can I add on to that? From the person who helped Ray win that Super Bowl, yeah. Ed Reed was on that uh, one of those HBO specials with um, with Joe Buck, and he was talking about that Super Bowl run. Yeah. And now you're now here's what you're saying. You're two bona fide leaders, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Yeah. Hall of Fame players. Ed Reed is, Ray Lewis is saying, if I can get guys to believe that their job, doing their job is the most important thing in the world. Right. In the Joe Buck interview, Ed Reed said, if I can get guys to do the little things. And his quote was, he said, man, I used to get on guys in the locker room about cleaning up after yourselves. He said, we had volunteer firefighters and firemen that would come in and just wanted to be around the team, but they would come clean the locker room up. And he was like, we had guys who would cut their tape off from me out of practice and shoot it at the basket, at the garbage can and miss it and leave it there, two feet from your locker. And he's like, I would go around and say, hey, dog, pick that up. He's like, man, these people, he said, man, people that come in here and clean up shouldn't have to clean up after us. Yeah. They can come in here and vacuum because it's dirt on the floor, whatever, but they shouldn't be picking up your ball of tape you, that's two feet away from your locker that's right in front of the garbage can mm-hmm. that you missed. And it was something, think about, like, it sounds minuscule. Right. It sounds minuscule, but here it is. You have leader A, leader 1A saying, if I can get everyone to believe that their job, doing their job is the most important thing, and leader 1B is saying, if I can get guys to do the little things, we can win it all. He never said nothing about if we can have the most talented team, Mm -hmm. if we can have the strongest team, the fastest team. It was doing your job and doing the little things. 
Doing the little things within your job will give us the opportunity to be successful. We got some good players, but we don't have enough. We, they, talking about having guys to do their job, yeah. believing that your job, whatever, if that is your, if your job is to do nothing but just clog up the a gap, if your job is to do nothing but run decoy routes, then you have to believe that is the most important job there is on this earth, and you have to run that decoy route. Whether you get the ball one hundred times or you get the ball zero times, run it like your life depends on it. I'm telling you. And the little yeah. things of it is. Don't run it halfway. Because the one time you run it halfway is the one time we're going to come to you and you won't get it. Mm -hmm. And that can be the difference between winning and losing a game, a series, a season, a Super Bowl. And you can go back and ask all those teams who won Super Bowls. We got a guy who won three of them. It's doing your job. Yeah, talent. You need talent. Talent is great to have. But doing your job and then doing the little things within your job. So if I'm hearing you guys right, it's more of a mentality off the field that carries over to on the field, and it's in most cases yes. But you got to have but, the talent, but, obviously. But, but you're gonna have knuckleheads like me. Mm-hmm. But when you walk in the locker room, remember now, these guys. He talked. He took it to another level. In that locker room, you know, take care of your business. Then you take it to the field. And I don't want to say this, and and and, and people take it the wrong way, but Hardball did not have to worry about the small things. Mm. His players took care of the small things. That's why you heard me say the other day, the other good y'all did a good job. It just been bothering me that okay, we know Jason Garrett's faith. But these other dudes that's going to be left in this locker room, is they going to take that same foolishness to the next coach? Mm-hmm. Because Ray Lewis went through a coaching change, but Ray Lewis didn't change. The next coach came in and said, wow, I ain't, ain't much I have to do because Ray ain't going to let you step in the wrong gap. Ed going to have you lined up back there. And if anybody jumping routes, he going to tell you, hey, man, look for this, look for this, look for this. And Ed going to automatically be easing over that way because he done already alerted you. And that's why I'm saying Kent Norton would tell us. You would hear him in practice saying, I write, power right, hey, man, look at this. Counter tray off of this, draw off of this. And he would name out three serious plays that can come off of this. And the rest you rally to. And so I'm saying, wow, I mean, Sean Lee has that ability, but now Sean Lee is so old. You can see on film where Sean Lee can see things. But he's so old now, so beat up, he just can't get there. You see Sean Lee fall off of tackles, and you be like, wow, that Sean Lee three years ago would have been hitting that for a no gain or a loss. And you can really see now why he was so good. Yeah. Because if you just watch him in zero – he goes where the play's going, going almost yeah. every oh, single that. play. Yeah. He know. It yeah. just he's half a step or yeah. an arm tackle. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's it's obvious now, like you used to just think he's just a great athlete. But now you can see like he goes exactly oh, no. where Sean, the ball's the, the, going. The, the, the mental part for Sean Lee, I, I told yeah. Bruce Carter this. When they drafted Bruce Carter here, he was a Tar Heel guy, and I told Bruce Carter, I said, Bruce, wherever Sean goes, you need to go. Yes. Whatever Sean has yes. for lunch, if he farts, yeah. you should be able to tell us what he has. Yeah. I said, because, Bruce, you have a gift of athleticism. 
I mean, you ran a four four. You look like somebody put you together in a factory. Right. You had you you can lift a house, but that does us no good if you going left and the play going right. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to be going because if you go the right way, you're so dynamic. Bruce didn't listen. There was never a doubt. Sean Lee, the mental part of the game for him. Right. He is superior. He knows how to diagnose it, where to go, when it's coming. The problem now is getting there. Youth has defeated him. Yes. That, that's the only thing now. Health has defeated him. He just can't. And, and, it, and it's, it never fails. The athlete is always the last one to know you ain't got it. Because mentally, I'm still saying, I can get that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I'm going to tell you But the body that. says, no, you can't. You, <laughs> if, you think you can, but you can't. If y'all ever get a chance, and I'm serious. See, this, this is the thing about it. If you ever get a chance, sit down with a smart guy. See, I sit down with three of them. No, 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 not you. I'm talking about him and him. Go sit down in a session with Sean Lee. Go sit down with – don't mess around. I'm serious. Say, Sean, I'm such and such with the Cowboys, da-da-da. I want to sit down with you and walk me through a film session, please. And, brother, you will marvel. You will marvel. And then when you come out of that meeting and you watch the game, you'll be like, how this dude didn't know this right here? That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, when you, when, I'm talking about a next level guy. I ain't talking about. And, and you'll be telling me like, man, this, Nate, now you're wrong. This dude for the did because I've talked to Sean Lee and I'm because they will explain it to you in a player's way because they have to. A great coach, his greatest attributes is the dumbest guy in the room is gonna understand it. I promise you, the dumbest guy in the room gonna understand it. It's called communication, translation, and transferring it from coach to player to field. And however you have to do that, the Jimmy Johnson had great teachers. We he, They were always teaching us. They were always teaching us. They were always teaching us. Why are we doing this, coach? This is why we're doing this. This is why we always teach. Okay, you can't get it in the classroom, Nate. We need to take it out on the field. Let's do it for Nate. Everybody like, ah! Yeah, but I need to know. I need to do it on the field. I, I was like, you know, like Jesse said, you know, one minute I'm 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 big blocking and the next minute I'm writing in curse. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I'm, I, you cannot tell me that a player that has went over the same defense for the all the offseason, all the training camp, and get in a game and see something. Oh, I'm just gonna jump this route. Well, what you doing to your what you doing to your safety back there? You know, especially if you're not communicating it. Come on, man. All right, now that we've depressed y'all and told you this, yeah, we need some positive. I'm gonna give you some positive. Well, Ray Lewis while, is a positive. While we wait on <laughs> Coach Garrett, all right. Couple, Where are we going with this? A couple of things that Nick is putting in his article. A couple of positive things. <laughs> Why we can't have his article? I gave you because he, he didn't write one with big facts in it. Uh, oh, this has big so facts. he's trying to dog you with little facts. Sure. <laughs> some people got big facts. Some people got little facts. I mean, that's, that's, I, I, I don't dictate that. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. 
Of the last five times the Cowboys have released a kicker in midseason in favor of another one, the team has made the playoffs all but once. The first change occurred in 93 as Eddie Murray not only replaced Lynn Elliott, but hit arguably the most important field goal in regular season history, beating yes, the Giants sir. in the route to a Super Bowl title. Yes, sir. I remember that. All right. So there you go. I'm not going to go through everything else, but Maher's been replaced by Kai Forbath. So that's a good sign. Here's something that's really interesting. I did not know this. All right. The Cowboys, if they can somehow get in the fourth quarter with a lead, they should be in pretty good shape. Did you know they rank second in the NFL in points allowed at just 45 in the fourth? And they rank second in points scored in the fourth quarter with 114. And their 69-point advantage in the final quarter is the most among all 32 teams. I get the offensive part because you've been playing from behind in a lot of these games. I didn't know the defensive part. So – the stats say if you can yeah, somehow get a get a lead going into the fourth, you might you're in pretty good shape. So what you're saying is don't let them score 24, 26 and a half yeah, points. You need to lead at halftime with this team. Because <laughs> they're, team they're nineteen and two or either nineteen and one with a halftime lead. Yeah, something like the that. Dallas I think yeah, what, the numbers the, the the numbers are the numbers they're, they're bloated numbers. The offensive numbers are up in the fourth quarter. Right, because they're playing from behind. And by that time, the team is already up three touchdowns, so all they're doing is prevent. Yep. Listen, just, just make them eat up clock. Don't give them nothing over, your, over, over top of your head. Make them eat up clock. We'll tackle everything in front of us. What do you think, since we're going to be running short on time after Garrett, what are your keys to the game, Kurt? Oh, God. I don't All right, I mean, let's start with Nate. What are your keys the, to the game? You've got to have janitor keys. Defense. No, oh, you got to have all those keys. Yeah, just no turnovers, defense. The, d- the defense. Come to play. Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything you know? See, but, it, but, it, but it's, no, it's no wrong here because what he's saying is very much true. Mm-hmm. Our defense has to show up I, with turnovers, Would with you, turnovers. I know how you feel about Gurley. Yeah. Would you sell out on defense to stop Gurley yes, and would. take your chances with golf? Yes, I would because they, they, their team is – their coach even told you. Right. Without this dude here, or the threat of this dude here, we ain't having it. So if the coach said it and you see it on film, why are you not going to believe it? <laughs> well, that's happened in New England. So. <laughs> Lord, geez. Jesse, what's your, what's your key or um, keys? Man, honestly, at this point in time – like, <laughs> you lost the words. Yeah. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I was over here thinking like, oh, what could be a good just? I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, there's too many keys. Like you fumbling around. I'm it. telling you, Jack the keys, man. man. <laughs> to me, I, I know that you love the defense side of the ball. I'm I'm a biased offensive guy of the right. ball. Uh, this team is built offensively. All the it money is. spent. I agree 100. percent Yes, it but, is. You know, the guy who they get ready to get paid the most. Step up, bro. Dak? Yeah. Step up, bro. So you like, think you think this game's on Dak? Every game's on Dak. Yeah. This is this is this is what this is the pressure. This is the league we're in. Yes. This is where we're at. This is where you make your money, right? Franchise Prove your quarterback. Worth. You you think the games aren't on the shoulders of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes. And Tom Watson. Brady he shoulders it and lets you know after every game. This year here, I've seen Tom Brady talk more. This year, like, man, I need some weapons. What are we doing? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you think you think the Ravens are what they are without Lamar? It's always on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It is, man. Especially when you have a good one. I think we have a pretty good one. So if if you have to go do it, I, whatever it takes. 
If it's third and three, go get Whatever the three. If it's third and five, go get the five. If it's third and you got to throw it deep, throw it deep. Whatever it takes. Don't – and just I'll say that I'll ask this question. As you become mature as a quarterback and more important as to your team's existence – you got to be aware of game situations more than anybody, right? Man, Lamar Jackson waved off the punt team last night. There's Coach There's Garrett. Coach right we'll there, be, man. We'll be right back. Listen to this. How are we doing, guys? Good. 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 Will Sean uh, be able to do anything today? Sean probably won't do much today. Uh, he's certainly making progress, though. Is it a normal Friday for him where he is taking the time off or is it related to the other well, uh, on the days he's taken Friday off, he's typically practiced on Wednesday and Thursday. So he hasn't been able to practice the last couple of days. So interpret that as you will. He's just not going to be able to practice today. And again, we think he's making some progress, though. Where has Luke Gifford gotten more um, work he has this week? Really, it's all hands on deck because uh, you know Leighton hasn't been able to practice and Sean hasn't been able to practice. So we don't have many left. So those guys are all rotating around. I know he hadn't played much, Luke, but what, what's impressed you his rookie season so far has gone Yeah, just right from the start, you could tell he was a football guy, smart, tough, understands the game. He's picked things up quickly. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he was out at different times and, and missed some valuable reps, but uh, certainly goes about it the right way. And he's shown up. He's made some plays for us. Wait and Dogs yesterday, you showed them video of them making good plays in the past, film for them making good plays. Now they look when they play well. What's the benefit of that? And do they need that reinforcement? Oh, I think that's stuff the coaches do all the time. You know, you're always trying to show them what the standard is. And, you know, when when you as a player, you as a team uphold that standard, that's always something that I think is valuable to reinforce. You know, coaching is a lot about positive reinforcement. It's about negative reinforcement. This isn't up to standard. We need to be honest and, and accountable to that. At the same time, this is up to standard. This is what we're looking for. So I think you're always trying to do that. We probably do that as coaches uh, virtually every day in some form or another. What have you guys missed without having Heath? Jeff's just been a good player for us. He's a smart player. He's a good communicator on the back end, gets everybody playing together. And also, he plays well. Uh, he shows up in the run game, shows up in the pass game, around the ball. He's a physical player. He has a presence back there. So, uh, you know, DT has done a nice job when he's gotten opportunities. But you know, hopefully, we'll have Jeff back. Uh, he'll practice today, and we'll just see how he does leading into the ball game. How much was Heath and Antoine in terms of the run game? Uh, again, those guys are starters for a reason. You know, we like both those guys. Jeff's done a really good job in the back end. Antoine has done a very good job up front for us. He's been a playmaker for us, really good at just kind of doing his job, but also making some plays beyond that. He seems to be around the ball a lot and does a lot of good things, both defending the run and the pass. So, you know, uh, the next man up just goes in there, and, that, and that's the approach that we take. The next guy is, is responsible and accountable for those jobs, but it's always good to get healthy and get some of your guys back. Jason, the Rams have used Todd Gurley more in the last month, and it seems to be really effective for them. How are they a different team with Gurley running? Uh, yeah, he, he's, an elite, he's an elite player. Uh, he, he's a great football player, and anybody who's had to go against him throughout his career recognizes that. And, you know, like most teams, you know, the Rams' offense is best when they're attacking different ways, and that starts with their ability to run the football, and he's a big-time runner. And uh, they do a great job with their front. Uh, but when he has the ball in his hands, typically good things are happening. And then a lot of the other things they want to do in their offense kind of comes off of that. How do you, when you have a new kicker like you do, what are the conversations that you have with Kai to say, where are you comfortable from distance-wise? Is that just a pregame thing? Like, 
when they get out there earlier? Do you have these conversations during the week? Yeah, I just think it's a process of getting to know each other. Uh, obviously, he's a veteran kicker. He's been around a little bit. We actually had him his rookie year for a while, so we know him. And you try to develop those relationships as you go. And he kicked on Wednesday. Typically, we don't have our kickers kick on Thursday. He'll kick again today. So just an ongoing process to get to know each other. Uh, Chris Jones, how's he been this week? Any concern about him for the game? No real concern. He's been able to punt uh, you know, and, and has punted well uh, really all week long. Guys have talked about complimentary football. Dak has mentioned that a couple of times. They just haven't been able to play that uh, enough at, at times this year. How do you get back to that and not get into a, a, if something doesn't go right for the offense, where you go, oh, here we go again. If something doesn't go right for the defense, oh, here we go again. Yeah, it's a, it's a big part of our game. Uh, one of the great things about the NFL is that it's hard, it's competitive, it's competitive every play. The guy across from you is good. And, and you're going to win some battles over the course of a game, and he's going to win some battles over the course of a game. And your unit's going to win some battles, and, and their unit's going to win some battles. And so you, you just have to keep playing. And uh, you have to handle the success of the game. Uh, that's mental toughness. You have to handle the adversity of the game. That's mental toughness. The adversity you put on yourself or picking up the other unit. You know, Something happens to the defense. Hey, it's our job on offense to go back out there and make a play, vice versa. We don't, we don't get the job done offensively. Hey, defense is job. We're in the kicking game. So the best teams we've all been around do that, do that on a consistent basis. Are there ways that the coaches can impact that in terms of, all right, we need to protect our defense a little bit here. So on offense, in 2014, I think we always thought, you controlled the clock, you controlled the tempo of the game with your run game. That made everything else better. Are there situations where you guys need to do a better job of that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to do that every week. Uh, it's how we win this particular game. And you certainly have a formula for how you want to build your team to win games on a consistent basis. But the approach is always, how do we win this game? What's this approach? And, and how do we play that complementary football? How would you assess the pass rush the last couple of weeks? Uh, it can always be better. Oh, I think you know most teams see a variety of different protections. Sometimes they like to get everybody out and get the ball out of their hand quickly. Uh, sometimes it's play actions or, or movements. Sometimes it's blocking six, seven, eight guys. Uh, you know, so we're, we're no different than anybody else. Teams try to protect a lot of different ways against us. Sorry, when other analysts have noted that defensively, you guys don't disguise what you do. Teams know what you do, and they're able to make plays against that. Is that a fair assessment or do you do you need to do more disguise on defense what you're doing, the coverages and what you're doing? Yeah, you know, I think it's important to, to, to try to affect the opposing offense a lot of different ways. And I think that the first way to do that is through execution. Uh, but you certainly need variety. You need variety in your fronts. You need a variety in your pressures. And a variety in your coverages. And you need to disguise those things. Once the ball turns over, though, and snaps, it's about execution. So uh, you know what you do prior to that with your call, with the package you have in that week, your front, your your front, your pressures, your coverage, uh, the stuff that you're rotating through on the ball game, making them look the same, and then after the snap, you kind of get to what you're doing. I think that's been a part of what we try to do forever. So that you wouldn't say that has not been an issue. The team kind of know what you're doing and taking advantage of it. Again, we, we always want to do that better. You know, you, you want to have a variety of things that you do. You don't want to play one front, have one pressure, and play one coverage. The league's too good for that. But you want to have a variety, and then you want to disguise that variety. And ultimately, when the ball snaps, you got to execute. All right, good Thanks. to see you guys. See you. All right, that was Coach Garrett. He gave us about two minutes to work with. So we got Mama Gross on the phone. Mom, what's up? Hey, how are y'all? Great, we got to go quick. So give us your pick. How'd you do last week? 
Uh, four and one. I won four and lost one. What's that bring you to overall? 39 wins, 26 losses. It's not bad. It's a lot of jelly beans. Mm. I know. All right, let's run through them real quick. You got about a minute. Okay. Uh, to, no, LSU's not playing this week, so I've got four games. Uh, the Seahawks and the Panthers. Seahawks are giving up six. I'm going with the Seahawks. Okay. Seahawks the Colts, minus six. All right. Okay, the Colts and the Saints, and I know what Shannon's already right. Yeah, New says. Orleans. The Saints are minus nine, and I think they're going to cover that without any problem. Of course. Dolphins and the New York Giants. I uh, wasn't going to pick this game, but Eli's coming back, and they're giving up three and a half. They're at home. I'm going with the Giants. Giants minus three and a half. All right. And then the Falcons and the 49ers. The 49ers are giving up 11. But I'm going to stay with the 49ers. All right. Minus 11. Okay. And then we got the Cowboys and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I just have to believe, unless they've changed things drastically, this is the one time that I'm going with the Rams. Oh, no. Oh. What's the points? One. So they're basically even. Heads they're up. Getting, the Rams are getting now, one? The Rams are giving up one point. Rams minus one. That's surprising. Ooh, they wow. come into your house. They usually get three, right, yeah. for being a home uh, game, right? I thought, right. They would, I thought they'd be. All right. All right, they, Mom, we, we got to go. Sorry to cut you off. We got good, another show good to right hear behind from us. You, ma'am. Good talking you too. to you. I love you guys. Y'all uh, be good. All right, Mom. Have a good one. Kurt, what you got this week? I. It, I guess I'm like Mama Gross. It pains me. Like you said before, they just at this point they got to show something. So I'll I'll take the Rams. Score. 35 to 24. 35 24. Nate. Oh, Cowboys, man, all day every day for the for the life of me, I cannot get cannot go another way. By how many? Go, Coach by how many? By just enough to win, whatever it takes. <laughs> by, by half a point. Cowboys by half a point. Jesse. I do think the Cowboys will probably come out and win this game. Nah, but but, but I'm not picking them. Right. <laughs> this this is the game that they come out and win and look like, oh, my God, they dominated. I'm not picking them. Rams, uh, 32, Cowboys 17. Kyle. Uh, Rams 30, Cowboys 20. And I'm going to go Rams 34, Cowboys you know what, man? Y'all, y'all, for the life of me, man, I don't understand y'all. For really, I don't. Why? Because we we use our we, we use our head, here not our heart. Your, your reasoning over there. <laughs> yeah, about no, I, I didn't give you. I, I didn't give you. You've been good so stuff. positive all week. I, I, I didn't give y'all good stuff. You've been positive. Did all I week. not give y'all good stuff? It was great. Okay, we loved you this week. Listen, no, I, you did a great I, job. I've only been working with this show for fourteen weeks, but this was the best week that you gave. <sighs> Jess, that's why we hired you, so I could have fun over here. Thanks, Thank Kurt. You. Jesse, thanks for being here, man. Nate, thanks for bringing it. Sorry the show was kind of weird today. Kyle, thank you for keeping us on the air. Caden, stay Caden's away. Up. Hopefully we come back with a Cowboys victory on Monday. Hopefully. We've been Hopefully. hanging we with will. the boys. We will. Monday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?